Welcome to the Marketing Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Barker. On this episode, we have Zenya Muntan, the CEO and co-founder of Planable, is back with us for an in-depth look at their growth strategy. She shares her inside perspective on how they grew Planable's revenue and gained over 800 customers. So let's talk about Planable, because I, I do want to talk a little bit about, like, you talked a little bit about why you started it, because obviously the pain point for you and your co-founder, it was Nick, right? of yep. like the, of what you got going on. It's like, Hey, we're button hitting our heads against the wall here. And this is like a nightmare. There's obviously a pain point here. Um, it, what was the, and now where are you guys at today? So how big, you said you have an office in the UK, you have a, um, an office where you're at currently. And then how many employees do you guys have? So we're at 20 people at the moment. Um, I would say half of the team is on the tech side and then the, the rest of the team is operations, um, sales, marketing, that kind of stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Well, congratulations on that. I know that's, you. you know, to run a, so it's a full, are they a full remote team? Um, kind no, of now? So, yeah, kind of. Yeah. In a way now um, we're, you know, thinking about it, what's going to happen afterwards, but for now, you know, um, a lot of people are working from home. Damn you COVID. Damn you COVID. Yeah. I know. I know. It's one of those things. Well, you know, I think it is interesting is the COVID thing I think is taught. I and mean, obviously you see it with Google and Twitter and all the big players of, Hey, maybe remote isn't that bad. Maybe we can run this, you know, because they're being forced to do that. So I think that, yeah. you know, it, that's going to suck for, you know, for any of these co-working spaces and stuff that, you know, that start yeah. losing people because they're like, Hey, we can do this remotely, but um, I guess we'll see how that all plays out, but it's definitely, we've, I've always had a remote team. So for me, it affected us. We had one office that we had to shut down, but only because it was like, nobody was there. And it was like, what's the point? Mm. But it's interesting. We, we were kind of prepared for remote living because we'd already kind of been in that space because my team's all over the world. So I have a nice 24 hour clock where, you know, my team can get some, I can tell them, Hey, can you guys get this done? In the morning time it's done. And the clients are like, did you just stay up all night? And I'm like, uh, not really. I actually got eight hours of sleep, but my team is actually pretty amazing and all over the world. So that's a good thing. So yeah. let's talk a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about your guys' like revenue. So you guys got 20 employees and I read online something about 42K, like almost 70, I guess that's was 70 customers, 2018. So where are we at today? And this is 2020. Uh, 800 plus customers. So 10X. <laughs> I, I was thinking 70. I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. And you're like, no. No, Shane, actually, it's about 11 times that, 12 times that. You're, you're a little behind here. Well, congrats. So you guys have almost 800 customers in the last, and yes. so it's been four years. Yes, it's been four years. And we, in 2018, when we actually launched the product, um, it was very shortly after we started monetizing it. Uh, we were having about seven, 70 customers, as you mentioned. And um, yeah, now we have 800 plus. That's phenomenal. You've got to be Thank super you. proud of that. That's like, man, I'm surprised. <laughs> I mean, people can't can't see this, but I'm surprised your head's not bigger. Like that is a huge <laughs> accomplishment. I, I mean, that is because 800 customers, that is no, that's not easy. And you guys have some really, really, you guys have some big customers. Tell us about some of the brands that you guys are working with. Yeah, so we're working with the United Nation, um, with uh, Hyundai, Jaguar, Land Rover, Christian Louboutin, Viber, um, so many other brands out there um, and agencies as well, uh, publicists, quite a few other agencies. Uh, so we're serving both sides of the advertising world, both the agencies, but also the brands that do social for themselves in-house. Um, and yeah, yeah, I'm super proud of you know, what we managed to achieve and the teams that we managed to, to help be more productive and be more, more efficient in the past 
in the past four years. It, it all happened very incrementally. Um, so, you know, it's not that type of success story that you, you know, you read that you know, it didn't happen overnight. Um, it happened incrementally. And that's why, you know, you gotta, you gotta, as an entrepreneur, you have to pause sometimes because there's no inflection point where you, you know, where you go from 70 to 800 overnight. It all happened so incrementally. You need to take a pause and look back and kind of breathe in and be proud of it. <laughs> I, I, you know, that, that is the, I, that is probably one of the sayings that like, it makes my skin crawl is that it, it <laughs> an overnight success there is like literally no overnight success. Like you don't just wake up, put a logo up, call a friend, and then next morning you have a million dollars in sales. Like it's that overnight success stuff is like, I, you know, you always have these quotes and they're saying, yeah, it only took me 10 years to be an overnight success, <laughs> right? Because that's like yeah. what it is. It's like the idea of like, we have to get this out of our head that that success is going to be easy and it's just going to be handed to you. Like there's not, that's just not the deal. Like you have to realize that, you know, it, it's going to be a long haul, right? And that's okay. That's part of it. And obviously having, you know, yourself being very perseverant, it sounds like Nick is the same way. Yeah. Tech stars, you guys have a great foundation of, you know, of, of success, but that's not, that's not an overnight thing. This isn't, you know, you guys have 800 customers because you guys started off at 70 and you took an evaluation and said, Hey, what do we need to improve this thing? Honestly, if you would have had 800 customers in 2018, that probably would have been a very bad thing. Right, mm. because then your the, the technology wouldn't have been where you needed it to be to satisfy 800 customers. So, but I'll tell you, 10x is pretty aggressive. I mean, let's not or 11x or whatever we got going. So that is very impressive. But it sounds like you guys understood the process of hey, we're at this point. Let's take a look. Let's talk to customer service. Let's see what do we have going on here. What are the pain points? Are good things happening? Are bad things happening? Where are people happy? Where are they not happy? And then you have to iterate, right? You have to go and you have to do a new, you know, an iteration of the software or whatever you need to do customer service wise, or now it's going to be the onboarding needs to be changed because we have some people falling off. Like there's a thousand things get, or maybe 10,000 things you tell me that go into that to be able to get it to that point And then to be able to, you know, just to scale efficiently. On that note, Xenia, please allow me to tell our listeners more about our customized digital marketing services for those who want to skyrocket their growth. We offer services such as content marketing, influencer marketing, SEO, online PR, and so much more. Visit our website at shanebarker.com for more information. That's S-H-A-N-E-B-A-R-K-E-R.com. And now back to our conversation with Xenia and how to successfully grow your startup. Yeah, I think building a startup is you don't have to get one single thing right. It's, you have to get a lot, a lot, a lot of things right, you know, thousands of things right. And that's what your, you know, that's your competitive advantage. Um, sometimes the investors, you know, ask us, you know, what's your competitive advantage? How do you differentiate from, from others? And I try to explain that in terms of the product, we got you know, thousands of things right about what customers need and about the experience and about the ease of use. And it's just not one single thing that someone can take and replicate. It's, you know, thousands of little small touch points that we understood well and got them right. Yeah, that's what's funny. So I had a, um, a business, this is a whole nother story, but a, a business that I, I brought, it was zero to 24, about 25 million in two years. And it's at 130 wow. employees. That yeah, was the crazy, crazy growth rate. It, it was, and it was beautiful, but there was a lot of things that happened. And, but one of the things that was for me, that was, was kind of crazy is like, it's the, 
the stuff that we learned along the way, it's like, that's what made it so that you could grow and scale at that rate, but it, it's just not easy. You know, it's like, and I think that's the things that people don't understand is like, it's, there's, you have to stop and look around and say, okay, I need to assess this situation and figure out what's going on. And, and, and another thing that was interesting is that we would bring people in and I had one of my co-founders that was always really worried about somebody stealing our concept or they can do this and they have our, you know, sales form and they know our sales process and they know our software and they're in the back end. And I'm like, yeah, but do you realize that there was a thousand right-hand turns and a thousand left-hand turns and 500 going straight and doing this and then going back a hundred feet? Like you, you can't, you, you're not going to be able to copy that right now, mind you, we've probably taken it. So there would be at least 20% better because if they took our stuff and stole our stuff, but I said, but where we're at today is like, there's tons of stuff that's happened for us to have that success and somebody to go and steal it and take, you know, 1% of our market because they have our sales forms and have our client list. Like, okay. But the thing is, is that shouldn't be a problem if you're, if, if you're treating people the right way and you have good connections with your, your customers. And once again, they're dedicated to you because of the onboarding you've done because of the customer support, because of the things that you've done. So I think it's interesting because that, that was always a big thing for us. It was like, Oh, somebody's going to steal our thing. And it's like, yeah, but yeah. The, like our process was our process. And that's, that's the unique part of it is that if you want to go through the same thing stuff that we went through, Good luck, because it was it's just not easy. You know, it's not an easy process. This wasn't like, you know, making three decisions and in three months we're profitable. And I, you know, I mean, not everybody gets Coca-Cola as their first client, get right out of college. <laughs> not every not everybody's like that. And it's not always that special. And but. also, you know, another thing about competition that I want I want to add here is that we as founders, we care so much about our business that we you know, wrongfully assume that everyone cares as much about our business as well, as, as well as we do. And nobody does, you know, competition doesn't, you know, really care about our business as much. Uh, they're not going to, you know, follow you and copy your single idea and every single feature. They might copy, you know, or be inspired by some of the stuff you do, uh, but no one is going to, you know, sit down and say, you know, today I'm going to, you know, entirely copy another business. That doesn't usually happen. And it's, and it's impossible to do. You can take over yeah. little features in this and that, but this is the thing is that that's if you don't have a good connection with your customers or your customers are dedicated to you, right? And if yeah. you have that connection, nobody's going to leave you for $10 cheaper. Nobody's going, right? True. I mean, the idea of that is like, and if they do, then, then there was an, an issue there in your process or something that was going on that you need to evaluate, but you can look at your attrition rate and you're going to lose people. Like that's just how it goes. But if you're losing a lot of people, then there's obviously an issue and people are leaving you to go with somebody else because they have the same feature you have and it's $10 less. Like they shouldn't be leaving you for that. Now, if it's, you know, if you've got a half a million dollar, you know, uh, you know, something big, then great. Maybe they're leaving you because they're going to save a hundred thousand dollars, but then it comes down to, they, they didn't understand the value of what you're providing and really the benefits to staying with you and, and, and understand like why it's what it's going to take to create you save $100,000, but switching ships could be, you know, could mean a lot more when it comes to headache and customer service and other things that you don't see. And it shouldn't always be about the money, but I love that you guys have built a, a good foundation over there. So I, I think that's awesome. So is there anything interesting, like in regards to the growth strategy or anything that, that helped you guys grow? Is it really just kind of taking a look at, you know, what you take some steps forward, evaluate what you've got going on, make any kind of changes, grow forward a little bit? Like what was, is there anything interesting there that, that we haven't heard in, in books or anything else other than, you know, like just keep going forward? Not really, you know, it's just the, the usual stuff, the usual growth hacking and the usual, um, you know, the usual content marketing and inbound uh, nothing, you know, surprising, to be honest. We did a lot of 
you know, uh, there's this concept in, in software development called dog fooding, where you use the same tools, uh, you know, you're, you're the, the same software that you're, you're building for others. Uh, and we did a lot, you know, we're all about content marketing and doing content marketing properly. So that's how we grew, you know, we grew on content marketing and, and building valuable and meaningful pieces of content for our audience, um, answering to their questions, helping them out, uh, being, you know, a thought leader, how they say it. Uh, <laughs> and that's, you know, how we did it. Uh, nothing, nothing too surprising, to be honest. I guess the only aspect that's interesting about Planable is the fact that uh, it is a collaboration tool. So by default, there is a bit of a virality effect in it. Um, meaning that our users invite their colleagues and their collaborators and their coworkers and their clients inside Planable. So the user, the, the user base grows uh, just because the product is a collaboration product and that's how it's, you know, it's designed. It's, it's a growth loop uh, and, and we have it and we're trying you know, to enhance it as much as possible. Uh, but that's you know, something that really helps us uh, a little bit. But otherwise we really grew it just through you know, word of mouth and, and content. So I love that. So in other words, I could be, I'm a brand and I can bring in freelancers on Planable. We can work on a project and then guess what? Then the, the freelancer goes, wow, that's a really awesome tool. I'm going to yeah. use that with my clients. And then they bring in people. So it's an, I love that. So that's a natural growth model because it's like, hey, if you have something good, then people are naturally going to share it. So that's a good, you know, word of mouth type situation where you're like, hey, they're in there using it. I love that. So was that something you guys had thought about or was it something just kind of naturally happened? No, we didn't think about it. You know, we yeah. designed a collaboration product for social media teams. And then, you know, we discovered that, hey, there's something, you know, happening here. We looked at data and we realized, you know, that people are actually, you know, coming in in a, in a specific company and then they're creating their own companies as well. And, you know, using Planable for their own other purposes. And that, that, that you know, that was a hidden gem. And now we're, uh, you know, trying to think how we can enhance it kind of 10 times it, right? Yeah, to focus yes. on it. That's awesome. Well, that's when you know you have a good tool when people are recommending it and then people, you know, freelancers are staying on and saying, hey, I need to use this for my clients because it's easy to use, which is really the goal. I, I, like I said, I can tell you firsthand when we were doing creation and stuff for our clients, it was a nightmare. And I, I we, like I said, we opted out of it because it just was like, this is just too much going back and forth and it just wasn't profitable for us. And now what's going to, here you are at Planable. So you guys are changing the world. We love it. Thanks, Zinya. It's been a truly inspiring episode, and I'm sure our listeners have learned a lot about the growth strategy at Planable. Now that you know so much about their amazing social media tool, why don't you give it a try? As a listener of the Marketing Growth Podcast, we're going to give you a special discount. Use the code MARKETINGGROWTH30, yes, that's right, MARKETINGGROWTH30, to get 30% off your first three months of Planable. There is a link in the show notes as well. Make sure to check it out. Let's wrap this segment up here. Stay tuned for next week's episode, and we'll get back with more insights from Zinya.